Hey there, before we jump into today's episode, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you tired of hearing the same old weight loss advice that just doesn't seem to stick, especially with PCOS in the mix? If you said yes, I wanted to let you know that the doors to my weight loss program, Pause the Pounds, are open right now, and I want to invite you to join me inside. This is an eight-week coaching experience designed specifically for women with PCOS who want to lose weight without the BS. I'm going to be walking you through my proven method for PCOS weight loss so that you can feel great in your body, reduce risk of metabolic conditions like diabetes, and also reverse weight-related symptoms like cravings, fatigue, joint pain, and sleep issues. Inside Pause the Pounds, you're going to get access to a toolkit of resources that will help you see results quickly. This includes live coaching calls so you can ask me questions and receive expert guidance in real time. It includes very engaging and informative video lessons but they're short and they're not going to take up your entire day. So you can ditch the guesswork and we're going to work together on a plan that works for you. And it's going to be actionable and super simple to carry out. You're of course going to get a huge recipe library with meal plans and done for you grocery lists. So you have an endless supply of ideas for delicious, balanced and PCOS friendly meals. It's never going to be boring and you're never going to ask, what should I eat again? We also have daily chat support inside my private app that you'll get access to. So if you need a pep talk, if you need clarification on anything, you have a question, you're going to be able to ask it 24 seven. And it's kind of like having a dietitian and a community in your back pocket. And speaking of community, inside the program, you're going to be able to connect with like-minded women who truly get what it's like to have PCOS and try to manage weight. So we're all going to share, learn, and grow together in a supportive, positive environment, and it's going to be a wonderful experience. Pause the Pounds is not just about weight loss. It's about feeling your best and really enjoying life without the burden of food rules and diets. Can I get an amen? All right. So if you're ready to learn more and maybe join us inside Pause the Pounds, just go to daphnachazen.com forward slash yes. daphnachazen.com slash yes. Everything you need to know is on that page. And I cannot wait to see you inside. Hey there, I'm Daphna Chazen, and this is the Down to Earth PCOS Nutrition Podcast. On the show, we talk about managing PCOS using proven strategies, ditching diets for good, and balancing hormones naturally. Let's get to it. Today, we're talking about weight loss resistance. If you've been trying to change your eating in order to stop gaining weight, and it seems like no matter how hard you try, whether that's going on a diet like keto or Whole30, maybe you've counted calories and macros, or you just made some small tweaks on your own and nothing seems to work, the scale isn't budging, maybe weight is even going up and it's extremely frustrating, you might be weight loss resistant. And today we're talking about this and diving deeply into the reasons why it may seem impossible to manage your weight, but it's actually very possible. So I just want you to know that once you understand what's actually going on and what's causing this, you can do stuff about it and it becomes a whole different ball game, but it may seem like you're weight loss resistant. So I'm going to share several science-backed reasons why despite your best efforts, things don't seem to be progressing the way you'd like as far as weight management. 
So let's start by talking about what it is. What is weight loss resistance? Weight loss resistance is a situation where your body holds on to weight for dear life and it doesn't want to let go of it, especially not quickly or easily. And on your end, it can feel like you gain weight very easily and lose it with great difficulty. So it's kind of a, a double whammy here. You put it on quickly, you lose it very slowly, if at all. And the most puzzling thing about this oftentimes is that there hasn't been a noticeable change in what you're doing, what you're eating. All of a sudden, you just notice that you're gaining weight while eating exactly the same as before. This sometimes, by the way, is when women get diagnosed with PCOS, when this shift happens and you clearly know that something's wrong, something's off with your body. And many times that's the point of diagnosis. And so if that's been your situation, your story, maybe you've recently been diagnosed, or maybe that's been your situation many years ago, please know that you're not alone. This is common. And I always say to women that getting the diagnosis is a good thing. You know, it's overwhelming. It's scary. It could be very, you know, kind of a, a, a moment in time that you remember as very dark, but I do think it's a good thing in hindsight and overall, because you can put a name to what's going on with your body and you can start working on fixing it. And so this is a very common thing with PCOS, weight loss resistance happens, it's real. And there are several reasons why PCOS increases weight loss resistance. And of course, most of them have to do with how PCOS impacts your hormones, your metabolism, and your metabolic health in general, which refers to how your body processes and digests and stores food and how food breaks down in your body and all of the processes that are associated with that. Now, I want to talk a little bit about weight loss in the more commonly used terms where you may have heard that weight loss is a really simple equation of energy in versus energy out, but things are actually not that simple. We now know that there are many, many factors that impact weight and certain individuals are more prone to gaining weight and oftentimes their hormones and metabolism support that, meaning there are forces inside your body that are working against you and your body is programmed to hold on to fat and resist burning it off. That is a thing. And while it's true that weight change is associated with an imbalance with calories, right? An imbalance between the calories you eat and the calories you burn, the idea of a calorie deficit is very complex. It's not as straightforward as it may sound. And it's especially tricky with PCOS where hormones are involved. So part of this has to do with the fact that when you cut back on calories, your body adapts. And so the common assumption is that when you cut back on 500 calories, you cut back on 3,500 calories a week. So 500 calories a day will give you a, a deficit of 3,500 calories a week. And that equals a pound. Have you ever heard that? That's a really common myth that's out there. It's not that simple. That's not how your body works. Your body's not a calculator and it's not like, you know, burning X amount of calories always equals to losing X amount of pounds. That's just not how your body works. It's much more sophisticated and complicated and complex than this. And your body actually adapts. Okay. So when you cut back on calories, your body adapts and the resistance to weight loss may actually get worse. And anyone who's lost weight and tried to keep it off knows this. And that's the reason why 
pretty much anybody could lose weight. And I always say this, but keeping it off and maintaining the weight loss is the hard part. And so I want you to imagine this scenario as an example. Maybe you've gone on a diet before and you started reducing your portions. You started eating less. Maybe you started replacing some of your carbohydrates with lower calorie carbohydrates. Maybe you went from regular bread to light bread or whatever the case may be. And maybe you stopped eating at 8 p.m. So you fasted a little longer in your day. And overall, let's just say your calorie intake drops, whether you do it intentionally or unintentionally, but you're not losing weight or weight is dropping at a snail's freaking pace. Okay. Why is that? Well, it's because of what's happening inside your body as a result of the calorie reduction, your hormones, your metabolism, meaning the amount of energy that you burn even at rest. So we all have a set amount of calories that we burn, even if we were to sleep all day long, that is called your basal metabolic rate. That is something that is determined by your age, by your gender and other factors that you for the most part cannot change. And so the metabolism can shift. It can slow down. And when you cut back on calories, especially if you do it in a way that's very dramatic, it can cause weight loss resistance. There's metabolic adaptation that happens inside your body that adjusts the amount of calories that your body burns at rest to preserve life. And we're going to explain what this means in a second, but I want you to know that the more diets someone go on, the more restrictive those diets are, the more calorie deficit you create, that could lead to weight loss resistance over time. And a lot of times I see women who go harder, like when the weight's not dropping, maybe you've cut back on certain things, but the weight's not dropping fast enough to your liking and you start cutting back more and you want to see faster weight loss. So you go even more strict and you cut back on more calories and it goes further and further. And over time, this not only slows down your metabolism, but it also causes your stress hormones to increase because your body thinks you're starving and it's going to signal your body's systems, your brain, your other organs that support your metabolic health to hold on to weight for survival. Your body doesn't like when you cut back on calories drastically and rapidly. And so the more strict and kind of like more of a crash diet style eating you do, the more metabolic adaptation will happen and you'll become more weight loss resistant. So it's it starts feeling like a real battle. And one thing that is not fun to know, but it's essential to know, right? This is not going to be the best news ever, but your body is quick to slow down your metabolism to become more efficient in how it spends energy again, because calories burnt are essential. Your body, the way that your body uses up energy. Okay. So your body's not going to burn calories if it thinks that they're not, there's not enough coming in. It's kind of like your budget. If you know that you don't have a, enough money coming in, you're not going to spend money right? You're going to save up. That's what your body's doing. If your body sees that not enough calories are coming in, it's going to start conserving energy. It's not going to burn energy, which means your metabolism is going to be slowing down. And your body's very quick to do this because the main job or the main goal of your body is to keep you alive. The way that we are programmed is to stay alive. And so if your body thinks that there's dangers, there's starvation, there's imminent risk to your survival, it's going to do whatever it takes to make sure that you stay alive and your metabolism is the first thing to slow down. And then of course, your body is very slow to recover and increase your metabolism back up. 
So we need to be very, very super careful with diets and ideally avoid caloric restriction without kind of, you know, thinking about hormones and metabolic health, especially with PCOS. So just cutting back on calories, just starting to eat 1200 calories without thinking about your hormones and what's happening in your body and how to support your metabolic health is not going to work. That's going to damage things in the long run and make it even harder for you to stay healthy long-term. Now let's talk about what may be causing it. So the important thing to know is that this isn't about eating or your behavior. When this happens, it's all metabolic and hormonal issues, right? So this means that there's no amount of exercise or counting calories or crash dieting or supplements that will help your body lose fat. And what I mean by this is going harder is not the answer. What we need to go is go deeper. We need to understand the source of the problem. So before you add another type of exercise, before you cut back on calories further, before you try a new fad, we got to understand that that's not going, that's kind of like banging your head against the wall. That's not going to help. We need to find a way around it. We need to find the source of the problem so that you can address it the right way and not continue to essentially abuse your body and punish yourself because nobody likes the strict dieting. Nobody enjoys eating less and less. Nobody enjoys working out excessive amounts of hours every day, right? That is not an answer and it's certainly not a good quality of life or a sustainable solution. And so what we need to do is understand the culprits behind weight loss resistance and kind of work smarter and not harder here, okay? So there are three main culprits that I want you to know about and those are the ones we're gonna talk about today. The first one is surprise, surprise, insulin. And so we've talked about insulin a lot. We're not going to go into insulin resistance too, too much, but I do want to kind of cover it quickly. And so as you likely know, insulin is a hormone that's responsible for regulating blood sugar levels. Okay. So when people have insulin resistance and individuals with PCOS are commonly suffering from this, okay? So up to 90% of people with PCOS do have some degree of insulin resistance. The cells don't respond effectively to insulin and that leads to higher and higher levels of insulin circulating in your bloodstream. And over time, your blood sugar levels could creep up as well. Now, in terms of weight loss resistance, there are two main ways that insulin can make it harder for you to lose weight. Number one is that insulin high levels of insulin can slow down the breakdown of fat in the body. That is a process called lipolysis. So that's when your body actually mobilizes fat. It takes fat from your fat cells, which is a long-term storage. Like, like when your body deposits fat, it does not have any intention of getting it out in the near future. Like if your body needs immediate instant energy, it's not going to go to your fat stores. That's why it's so hard to burn fat. But what happens with insulin is that high insulin levels even slow that process down further. So that means that even if you're cutting calories, the body may not access the stored fat and burn it off for energy as we would normally expect. Okay, so if you're not eating enough calories, generally your body will go first to your liver to release the stored sugar in your liver, and then it's it may break down some muscle, and then the last place it wants to go is your fat stores, okay? When you have high insulin levels, it makes it even less likely that your body will start burning off fat. 
That's because insulin is a growth hormone. So the more insulin you have, the more messages your brain will get to not burn off fat, but rather deposit more and more of it. One of the ways your body does this is by releasing more hunger hormones and reducing your fullness hormones. So what does this mean? Basically, your body is programmed to say, there's high insulin here. I'm going to deposit more fat because clearly I'm not getting enough nutrition. Sugar is not getting into the cells. This is not good for survival. I'm just going to take every calorie that this person eats and store it as fat. And in order to make sure that this person has enough stored fat to survive, I'm going to make them hungrier. I'm going to signal the body. I'm going to release more brain hormones that signal hunger and appetite. And that's going to help this person survive. They're going to eat more. We're going to store all this food as fat. And that means this person's going to stay alive. This is essentially what's happening behind the scenes. Obviously, it's way more complex than this. But when you have high insulin levels, your body is more likely to store fat and it's more likely to release hunger hormones. The second way that insulin can make you weight loss resistant is as insulin resistance continues and glucose from your meals isn't getting into your cells, right? Because insulin can't do its job. Your liver starts to take up the sugar and store it. Okay. And so what happens is your body regulates your blood sugar levels pretty tightly. And if there's an increase in blood sugar levels as a result of insulin not doing its job, the sugar needs to be cleared from your circulation ASAP. And so what this means is that you eat a meal, there's a lot of insulin, but the glucose, right? The the meal breaks down into glucose, which is the very basic form of sugar. And because insulin can't do its job, the sugar stays in your bloodstream. It cannot go into the cells, okay? And so as insulin resistance continues and glucose from the meals is not getting into the cells, the liver starts to take up the sugar and store it because your body wants to clear that sugar as fast as possible from your bloodstream. And so your liver is going to start clearing up that sugar and store it. And when the storage facility is full, as your muscles and your liver starts, because your muscles take up the sugar as well. So your muscles and liver will take up the sugar. And this is, by the way, the reason why getting your muscle mass to increase, developing more muscle mass is important for insulin resistance and blood sugar control. The more muscle you have, the more efficient your body can be in regulating its blood glucose levels. So when those liver and muscle storage facilities of sugar are full, think about a shed that's getting full, your body is going to start converting sugar to fat. Whatever excess sugar remains in your bloodstream is going to actually get converted to triglycerides. So if you have heard of triglycerides, or maybe you have high triglycerides, that's the sugar that's been turned into fat. Your body has the ability to send that excess blood sugar into fat cells to be stored And of course, that can lead to weight loss resistance because that leads to further weight gain. Okay. And the more, what's more serious here is that this process of taking the glucose, converting it to triglycerides, storing some of it as fat in fat tissue, this can set the stage for prediabetes and type 2 diabetes. And really, it's a state of being metabolically unhealthy. And so those are the two ways in which insulin can cause weight loss resistance. Number one, it increases 
the deposition of fat, right? Because insulin is a growth hormone, it gets your brain to release more hunger signals and it's going to slow down the breakdown of fat. And secondly, when you have too much insulin in the system, your liver stores of glucose are going to get full because your body clears that sugar from your bloodstream. And then it's going to turn the glucose into triglycerides. Okay. So this is number one. This is culprit number one. Now, of course, insulin resistance is highly, highly reversible. Okay. This is something that I've seen time and time again, the simplest, most doable habits in changes to nutrition makes such a dramatic result, such a dramatic difference with your insulin resistance. And I want you to know this is 100% reversible. So please, if you're someone who is worried, if you know that you have insulin resistance, if you feel like you're weight loss resistant, get the help that you need. Learn how to manage it the right way, not with diets, not with fads. Do it the right way in a way that you can keep going and will feel good. And that's exactly what I teach inside my program. So whether you work with me or not, find someone who can guide you and give you solid, credible advice as to how to change your lifestyle in a way that will reverse insulin resistance. Many of your problems will go away once you take care of this. This is the number one driver of PCOS symptoms. And so it's worth the effort and time investment into learning how to manage it properly. Culprit number two in weight loss resistance is cortisol. Cortisol is the primary stress hormone in our body. It's released from the adrenal glands when we're stressed. So this could be in response to little daily stressors or big things, okay? So it doesn't have to be a major life event. It could be little things like sitting in traffic every day, having a boss that you absolutely cannot stand and stresses you out, having relationships that are not healthy, right? Those are some of the stressors that can happen every single day, but it could also be big, big things like sickness, God forbid, death or accidents, divorce, things like that. So this is something that we have to really pay attention to your stress levels and how your body responds to stress because cortisol, which is again, a stress hormone can have very significant effects on weight in both directions. So in an acute situation, stress and cortisol suppresses appetite. So think about, you know, a lot of times when we have acute stress, which is short-term stress, we feel appetite suppression, right? And so that's really not the scenario that we're talking about today. We're talking about more chronic stress when cortisol remains elevated and it can lead to increased hunger and cravings specifically for sugary or fatty foods. So when you have chronic stress and chronic increases in cortisol levels, which many women with PCOS do experience in those times of stress, the body wants those very palatable foods, specifically foods that are very dense in calories and energy, because that's going to provide that quick boost for survival. Okay. And so when someone has chronic stress, their cortisol levels will go up and they're going to experience more carb and sugar cravings and more cravings for fatty foods. And that's again, how your body is programmed when you have chronic stress for survival. Okay. Cortisol can also make it very easy for your body to hold on to fat, especially in the midsection. And it's going to make it harder for you to burn off that fat for energy. And so when people experience chronic stress, 
they tend to be more apple shaped. They carry most of their weight in the midsection and they, they find that whenever they do gain weight, it's always in the, the abdomen. And that's because that's where most of your important organs are. And if you have high stress levels and high cortisol in your system, again, your body is programmed for survival and it's going to want to protect those important organs, your liver, your spleen, right? And so it deposits fat as almost like a cushion around your important organs. This is kind of like how the body is programmed. Even though evolution has progressed and things have progressed, we're still very much programmed in a pretty basic, simple way where survival is the main goal. And to top all of this off, high cortisol levels mask fat loss. So if you have a lot of cortisol, you may feel bloated and puffy, and that's because your body retains more water from the inflammatory response that chronic high cortisol levels can cause. And so again, if you feel weight loss resistance, you may be holding on to a lot of fluid weight because of stress and cortisol levels. You may be depositing a lot of weight in the midsection, and that's something that is very, very common. And again, the amount of cortisol in your system is going to program your body to carry the weight differently and hold on to it more permanently. And, but again, this stuff is reversible. So now we know it's insulin, it's cortisol. Those are the two things we need to focus on. And by the way, diets don't address these things. Diets just cut back on calories whether that's Weight Watchers, Keto, whatever, you name it, most diets work in the exact same way. Even Weight Watchers, these diets are basically calorie restriction diets. They cut back on the amount of food that you eat, whatever spin or gimmick they put on it. I don't care. It's the same thing. At the end of the day, they're cutting back on your calories. They're not addressing your hormones. They're certainly not insulin or cortisol friendly. And so many times the foods that you eat or the plans that you follow on these diets make things worse. They kind of feed into this resistance as opposed to taking care of the root cause of it. And then the third culprit here is the gut. This is a little bit newer and there's still a lot of research that needs to be done. We don't understand everything that's going on in the gut, but essentially the gut microbiome, which is the term referring to the trillions of bacteria, good and bad living in our intestines. So everyone has good and bad bacteria in our gut. And there's new research that shows that the gut is not only part of our immune system, right? So your, your digestive tract is part of your immune system. It's a barrier between what you eat, like external things, that are coming into your body and your, your inner body, right? Your gut is a barrier. So it's part of your immune system. But now we know that it's also acting like an endocrine organ, meaning it has impact on hormones. And that of course can influence metabolic health and your weight. Now, the studies that are out there now suggest that certain bacteria strains change the way the body gets energy from food, while other types of bacteria can cause low-grade inflammation and even change how palatable food is for us. So believe it or not, the makeup of your gut bacteria can change your level of cravings, how sweet some things taste, how palatable and tasty food is for you. And so this, this stuff is pretty powerful and where this intersects with PCOS is that we know women with PCOS have already changes in their gut microbiome. We already see that in studies and we know that those changes are not very favorable to health. And 
you know, women with PCOS have more bacteria that makes them prone to carbohydrate cravings and to digesting carbohydrates inefficiently, more androgen production. And we know that there's gut bacteria in women with PCOS that even impacts mood. And so all of these things can, of course, potentially influence weight loss resistance as well. So there's definitely a need to fully understand this further, but working on gut health, working on eating foods that promote gut health and doing, you know, things that are focused on your digestive tract is a really good idea. And so we don't have enough data at the moment, but we are looking at the gut and this is something that researchers are still mapping out. But I do believe that gut health is very important for inflammation reduction and for increasing your body's ability to reach its natural weight. That may not be the number that you have in mind or a weight that you were at 20 or 30 years ago, but it may very well be that you're able to get to a healthy weight where your health is good, you're feeling good, you don't have aches and pains, you're comfortable and your quality of life is high. And that has to do again with how your hormones are balanced, what level of inflammation you have. And so the gut, your cortisol and your insulin are going to be crucial here. And so these are the three big culprits that make weight loss resistance very likely with PCOS. And as you heard today, these are the the factors that make it harder for you to lose weight with PCOS, but that doesn't mean it's impossible. So please, please don't think that this is a life sentence of struggle. This is something that you can do a lot about. Working on your metabolism and hormones is truly the best thing that you can do, not just for your weight, but for all your other PCOS symptoms as well. And you can absolutely reverse metabolic resistance, even if it seems like you've already tried everything. What I find is that most people do is not addressing all of the issues we discussed today. And that's why they're not seeing results. And that's why they're on the struggle bus. And there are PCOS specific strategies, habits, and foods that together make up a really solid plan to tackle weight gain with PCOS to help you feel amazing in your body. And most importantly, be sustainable and permanent, not another temporary quick fix. You don't want that. You want something that's going to be easy to stick with and last you a lifetime. And this is exactly what I teach inside Pause the Pounds. I have a step-by-step plan to reverse insulin resistance and weight loss resistance. And I'm teaching you exactly what to do, what to eat. And even we're going to talk about what to think, how to change your mindset so that you can be motivated and consistent inside this eight week coaching experience. So inside pause the pounds, we have all the tools, the resources and support that you need in the form of videos, meal plans, daily chat support, live calls. You'll also be inside a community of women who are trying to meet the same goals as you. So there's accountability and lots of activity inside that will build strong momentum for you. So if you know that you're dealing with weight loss resistance, you find that what we talked about today makes sense. It sounds like you, it resonates and you've already tried all the things. I promise you that the next best step is to join me inside Pause the Pounds and learn how to manage weight the right way for your PCOS. So you can check out all the program details over at daphnachazen.com slash yes. You'll also be able to see some of the amazing results women have already experienced inside Pause the Pounds. So I strongly suggest you go check it out and see if it's the right fit for you. daphnachazen.com slash yes. I hope to see you inside. And either way, I'll see you here again next time. 
Bye.